Okay, you're in my ears. How's that? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 78 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards, who's also known in the rap community as Mo Dick. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And not only does this episode feature uh. a fantastic guest, but contains conversations of existential meditation. Right, our guest this week is the fantastic Benjamin Langford Biss. Yes. Formerly of As It Is and now currently going solo. Yes, his second time on the podcast, returning. I am so excited we get a lovely chance to catch up with him. Yes, yes, yes. It was super good to see him. The last time he was on was when uh, As It Is played Bridgend and we went and um, made fun of the venue and we're very sorry for that. Hmm. But uh, yeah, this week it was... uh, it was very nice to catch up with Ben, who has a solo album out today. Yes, today. So, of course, one of the founding members of As It Is, but he's been extremely quiet since leaving the band in November 2019. Six months later now, he's with us to celebrate the release of his new solo project, Bleak Soul. His debut album, or mini-LP, whatever you want to call it, Existential Meditation, is released worldwide today, and we're going to be getting all the exclusive gossip with him and just party in this epic celebration yes uh thank you again to ben for um coming on it was a lovely lovely chat i know he's a bit nervous about this release but uh yeah he sent us an advanced copy of the album and um yeah i enjoyed it i really yeah. enjoyed it yeah i've been um, listening to it quite a lot there's a whole collective of different influences and styles and i think it's going to surprise a lot of fans but it is such a good release everything on this is completely independent as well the last six months he's just been working away on it and he's going to be telling us the really whole process of how these songs have made how long he's had some of them how he was a bit afraid to dive back into music and of course we talk about everything there is to do with as it is from him leaving the band to the final tour, life afterwards, and his fondest memories. Yep, one of the best named final tours I've ever come across since This Is It, Is It. So, yeah. You love a good tour name. I do like a good tour name. 
So thanks again for Ben to taking time uh, out of his schedule and everything to talk to us. It's a lovely conversation. Uh, really get a lot of insight into his musical mind and everything that's gone on. And as I said, he's been so quiet. I think it's quite refreshing. A lot of people are going to be very surprised with everything he's got to say. Yes, they are. And Sean, speaking of surprising things to say... Ah! Oh, oh, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to surprise somebody, sorry. <laughs> you can surprise us with a follow on our social media pages. Oh, please do. I love a good surprise slash follow. Uh, yeah, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SappeningPod. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Yes, keep up to date with everything that is going on in the world of Sapping Pod and interact with us. If there's any questions or guest suggestions or if you just want to tell us how good slash bad we're doing at this talk in Malarkey, at SappeningPod on <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good what we're doing, but we're having a bloody go. We're trying, aren't we? And that, we are what? trying. God loves a tryer. He does. That's what I heard. Allegedly, anyway. Alleged, yeah. Allegedly, my lawyers have told me to say just in case um, Jesus and his dad try and sue us. Oh, Allah. Oh, any of them. Yeah, sorry, boys. There's a lot of them. Anyway, yeah, let's not go down that road. Um, but wait. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go down that road. Get, this is the... No. Anyway, carry on. Sorry, Speaking Mark. of things to go and check out, though, why not, if you're on the internet already, you're listening to us, you're checking out Ben's new album, go to patreon.com forward slash sapnin. If you've enjoyed any of the other 77, 78... Two million episodes of this absolute nonsense. Thank you very much, first off. But also, if you feel like helping out and supporting the podcast in any way, check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin. And there's loads of different tiers to choose from. Every single cent goes back into keeping this podcast together. So thank you very much. Yeah, so Patre- if you're not aware, Patreon is a platform for you to help the creators you like. We offer loads of different exclusives on there. There's video messages, Skype calls, and all that you can get with us. And loads of bonus content we're going to be putting on that page exclusively as well. So make sure you go and check it out. Every tier gets you into our wonderful community group. And it's a giant laugh and a perfect thing to be involved with in this weird isolation bollocks. Yes, I've never found such a supportive group of people in my life. And I was including when... I ne- I know I've never mentioned this on the podcast, but I used to be in a band called The Blackout. Oh. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, this is the most supportive community I've ever been a part of that we've created somehow just by talking bollocks every week on this. So thank you very much if you're already part of the Patreon. Thank you very much. If you're not part of the Patreon, think about being part of the Patreon. If you can't afford to be part of the Patreon, that's absolutely fine. Please just share, rate, subscribe and like our stuff where possible. We appreciate every single person that listens to this and helps us in any way. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Um, But as Sean said, we do talk a lot of bollocks, but I enjoy it. It's lots of bollocks. Lots Lots of bollocks. bollocks. But tell you what's not bollocks. Yeah, go on. Sorry about it. I was drinking. I was unprofessionally oh, drinking during something I knew I should be recording. Sean, 78 episodes and you don't, you haven't learned yet not to drink while we were recording. It's bad enough when you're driving. You do- <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, man. I don't need to know about the drinking and the driving. Okay, good, good. Because don't do that. That was a really bad joke. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's not bollocks is the conversation we're going to be having in just a little moment with Ben Langford Bliss. Yes, absolute lovely, lovely chap. Um, are we ready to go into it? I'm ready. Are you ready? No. Well, let me know when you're ready. 
and then we'll check right. if the listeners are ready, right. and then we'll right. be ready to press play then. All right, we're there. I'm ready. I'm ready. Go, I'm ready. Now, do, oh, do it now. Sapnin! Sapnin! <laughs> Twat. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sapnin'! 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 Yes! Yes! This week's guest is guitarist, songwriter, um, producer by his own right now. Ooh. With uh, some of this. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's guest is the beautiful Ben Langford. Yes! How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me and chatting. Thanks for taking the time, man. How's things? It's good, you know, same as everyone else, just uh, stuck inside a lot. Uh, <laughs> I live pretty central in the city, so it's like I can't even, it's not like I have like countryside to go and have a nice uh, walk or anything. Oh. Literally stuck okay. inside then? Pretty much. I occasionally go and sit out on the fire escape and kind of stare over the city. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, you know. It, it's bonkers. It, like literally... Two or three months ago, you would have never, ever imagined anything like this. And now we're all like, no, we, yeah, I just sit in the house all day now. That's it. It was so funny because I, I was actually, I was listening to the episode you did with Bert McCracken. And you were there being like, oh, yeah, can't wait for Slam Dunk in May. Can't wait for this. <laughs> like All, all gone. 2,000 2000 trees. It's going to be yeah. sick. Um, and I was like listening to it the other day going oh this episode hasn't aged well (laughs) (laughs) yeah two weeks two weeks it hasn't aged well yeah i'm sure yeah what we should have done is recorded the last one and gone oh at least we've got red in the leads to look forward to yeah now that's gone yeah i'm just looking forward to 2021 to be honest i think um 
Hopefully it'll be all okay by then. This maybe. Yeah. Mm. We'll, we'll see. But anyway, anyway, let's <laughs> yeah, stop talking about this. Yes. Let's talk <laughs> about the reason we are here. Yes. Ben, Ben, you've got some new music that comes out today. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'm excited for people to hear it. I didn't, I didn't want to do like a long drawn out rollout. So... You know, people are sitting around waiting for things to happen. So what's the point in letting, making people wait any longer than they have to? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, of course, you know, it's a kind of birth of, of a new project for you it's called Bleak Soul. The album's come out today. It's kind of like a mini LP, eight tracks. Um, yeah. Tell us all about it. Um, I mean, I've I've been like wanting to do a solo record since I was about 14 and I bought a like a fucking hefty little eight track recorder. This is like pre garage band. And then I kind of just, I was probably fortunate because I listened back to some of the stuff that I made then. I'm like, Oh, the world didn't need to hear this. <laughs> um, but then I, you know, then I got swept up in being in a band for eight years and everything to do with that kind of got put on the back burner. Cause all my writing efforts went into the band, which was cool. Cause I got to experience a fucking hell of a lot with that. Um, but no, it was, it was nice it was nice just to write for myself initially, to be honest, when I came out of being an as it is, I didn't, I didn't know whether I'd ever release anything. I was just kind of writing for the fun of it, which is something I guess I'd kind of missed because you were always kind of writing with a purpose in mind, especially in as it is everything, you know, we had a concept most of the time going into stuff. So we were always like writing with something in mind and then you're writing, knowing that you're going to then tour the album for a year and a half. Um, and then you have to take into account the fact that you're going to play it live and like how they work in that context and everything. Um, and even if you're like, before you go into the studio, you're writing on your own, you're thinking, Oh, will the other guys like this? And it was, it was kind of nice to be able to write without having to think like that. Um, and everything kind of, I think once, <laughs> once lockdown happened, everything kind of fell into place really quickly. I kind of suddenly had all the time in the world to finish this project. Um, and I think if lockdown hadn't happened, uh, it might have been another good few months until I was ready to release anything. So <laughs> it was oh, that's cool, of, then. Yeah, something's good to come out of all of yeah, this, at least. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you've been proactive because I've just been getting fatter. That's all I've been doing. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's been happening as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are like drinking less. I'm definitely drinking more. Um, oh yeah, I've, so. t- I've taken up drinking beer, which I I've previously <laughs> on other episodes of this I've slagged off drinking beer. Um, and now I'm drinking beer, so thank you, lockdown. Um, there we go. I'm not. I'm still on still on the orange juice, just so everyone knows. So he's still sober. Yeah. Um, yeah. How long have you had some of these songs or ideas for these songs? Um. I feel like the song I've had the longest uh, is Hand Me Down Head, just the penultimate track. I definitely have had that song for maybe around two and a half, maybe three years knocking about um, on a hard drive. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a couple of like riffs that I, I'd, I've been essentially playing with since I first started to pick up a guitar. There's like, there's like one bit, it's actually the first opening guitar part of the whole record. And it was when I first, it's a rip off of a fight star uh, <laughs> thing. 
there's, they have their quiet song, Unfamiliar Ceilings. And I learned how to play it. And I really liked the like shapes of it. Yeah. And then I kind of, for the, in the past 10 years, I've just been learning how to do those shapes and play it differently and alter it. And I've probably written about seven versions of that song over the years. Okay. And I finally settled on one. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this, this is the one. I'm going to keep it like this. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of, originally it was just going to be like four songs I was going to put out. And then suddenly I had this like mad week where like three new songs just like fell out my head. And that doesn't happen to me all that often. So it, it felt really good. And it felt like, a I don't know felt like oh okay this needs to be something more than just like yeah. putting out four songs for the sake of it and then conceptually it kind of all came together as well okay so yeah oh nice yeah because listen to it already it seems that there's so many different kind of styles and influences and just vibes of the tracks as well because you know it starts off quite gloomy and you don't know where it's gonna go and then there's just tops and tails so many different experiences was that something that just came naturally for you or was it something you really wanted bleak soul to be yeah i mean so one of my one of my favorite bands of all time is eels most people know them as the people that have that one song in the shrek soundtrack or <laughs> if you're me they did the theme song for monkey dust don't know if you've watched monkey dust no uh, no i haven't oh, okay, i don't so cool. Oh, you, you should watch Monkey Dust. It's a 2003 British, um, like satirical, borderline offensive comedy. Um, so it, it makes South Park look like it's made for kids, you know? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. How do I not know with it now? How do I not know about that then? It wouldn't get made now. And if you, if you watch that and then you look at the artwork for the record, you'll yeah. see kind of where the inspiration of that comes it isn't nice. an offensive comment comedy it's it's a it's a satirical take on britain at the time yeah um but eels just they're one of those bands that there's one guy but you know other people come in and out of the band so that's something that i feel like this project could be i don't i don't foresee it being me all the time like i'm open to collaborations but also just the diversity of it you know i'm super into like kind of nick cave and murder ballads and stuff like that but obviously just grew up listening to emo and taking back sunday and mm, yeah you know mike ham and sayerson and stuff so um it is just it is just being having the freedom to take in all those weird influences that maybe wouldn't have fit in as it is but i don't really have any restrictions on myself okay yeah you know i'm like oh this song is so different from any of the other songs on the record but it didn't really matter hmm, yeah. um i kind of wanted to set that out initially from the off that there's like going to be a range of vibes like so that if i decide i want to put out a fucking country song <laughs> i can um you know because i also love country music haven't nice. haven't delved into that quite yet but <laughs> well that, uh, that, that could be the uh that could be the remix version of the album yeah, yeah country, the country emo country emo yeah. fine. that was always i was always because obviously we were on fearless records i was always one i wanted them to do was was <laughs> punk goes country and they never did it like we were <sighs> we would have loved to do that so i th think how many metalcore bands now would like jump on 
They'd all be like, I want to do Old Town Road. And you're like, oh, that's um, not country. No. Leave it out, will you? You um, can't just put Billy Ray Cyrus's name on something <laughs> and call it country. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah but mentioning all that as well of course this release is completely independent as you said you've recorded and produced and done basically everything with it is that kind of giving you more of a sense of freedom compared to anything you've ever done before because with as it is as you said everything was so you had a concept most of the time with everything and being on the label you just had to get things done straight away yeah i mean it was you know, you have to work to a time frame. you know, you're like, we've blocked this time to write and then we know we're going into the studio and if you haven't written enough songs by then, well, you're fucked. Um, you know, I didn't have a set release date. It was basically a case of finish it and then I'll just put it out and I can do that. And, you know, I can do cool things such as not really do a long rollout and release one single and release the whole record the week later because, because I can. Like, <laughs> it's... Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I'm never going to be opposed to working with a producer. I think there's really something special about working with someone who is essentially outside of the project and having that different kind of perspective and different set of ears. But for me, coming out of being in a band and being in a collective for five years, it was really important to me to just do everything myself, purely from a self-satisfaction point of view, to know that I could. And, you know, I, I am well aware that I'm not the best producer in the world. Um, you know, that, that this whole record was made on a fucking 2012 MacBook Pro uh, <laughs> that struggles to operate at the best of times. Um, and when you're trying to run 85 tracks of audio Oof. with God knows how many plugins on, it's, uh, it's hard to listen to more than like five seconds at a time. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, but, but managed, managed to, I, I've got to give, I've got to give props to our sound guy, Matt, who did, uh, absolutely upgrade the fuck out of my MacBook um, and make it run a lot smoother. So that, you know, he put in an extra hard drive and we swapped out a load of stuff and it's made it nice. manage logic a lot better. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like, think a lot of people who listen to this, we don't, they don't really hear this side of it. Like they don't hear the, they just think, oh, he's recorded an album. He must have all the gear. You know, uh, he's just got yeah. it all there. I can show you. Was, Look, here we yeah, go. I've got my mic here. Nice. I've got a little keyboard and like two guitars and that's pretty much it. Got some like little fucking toy organ here that, <laughs> uh, that I found for a tenor on Gumtree. So. Nice. Oh, nice. Bargain. Bargain hunt there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Literally minimal gear, like a one input interface, one MIDI keyboard, some very reasonably priced monitors. Like I spend more on plugins to be honest than I do on, uh, on actual gear and hardware so yeah but it's sounding really good with all that anyway and as i mentioned it seems like you've really combined a lot of different styles so i'm sure you're just ecstatic to see everyone's reaction now yeah i i think it's going to be interesting i think there's going to be some people that like kind of know me in a way and know that my influences now aren't in necessarily like the scene or the world but as it is came from mm-hmm um, and I, I think there'll be a lot of people that don't expect it to sound the way that it did. So, um, yeah, I'm intrigued. Like ultimately at this point, when you're just doing a project like this, it was please myself first. And if other people like it, that's sick. Love it. 
but I know that I'm not going to please every, I don't know, expectation of as it is fans about it. And that's, that's, that's fine. Um, you know, because as it is still exists. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's best of both worlds for, Mm. for, for some people. Yeah, I had noticed that you've been sending a couple of uh, early copies of the records to the guys in As It Is. Foley especially has been really excited about it. Um, was their reaction being? Yeah, reaction's been really, really good so far from everyone that I've I've, I've sent it to. Um, yeah, Foley seemed to love it. I was on the phone to him the other week. Um, Ali as well got um, he's up north, so I got a right good from him. Uh, I can't do the accent, so uh, right, good. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, I'm just re- I'm just re- you know I speak to them pretty regularly. To be honest, I was on a Facetime to Ron the other day, just catching up. Um, so no, they're they're I think they're all just really excited for me. I think I think if anything, they were surprised. Finally, was just like I can't believe you had so much like material. I was like, yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere a lot of it. <laughs> no. So. I didn't expect to have that much either. So someone pointed out as well, I was like, I'm releasing or will have released the first single to the day, six months from my last as it is show, which is pure coincidence. I hadn't planned that. Wow. Um, That's weird. That's weird. Um, But I think six months is a pretty reasonable turnaround time to. Oh, um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, yeah, th- yeah. That's why I asked how long have you had some of that material because, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's six months and you've you've got these tracks now and I'm excited for you, brother. I think, um, yeah, I think it's going to be accepted uh, very, very well. Yeah, I, 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 I hope so. I'm, I'm intrigued. Is is it's like this new level of anxiety? There's, there's, <laughs> there's putting out, a, there's putting out a record when five people are kind of shouldering the weight of it. And then yeah. there's putting out a record where you are the only one responsible for it. Yeah. And I've had to like, cause now I've obviously like submitted it to, <laughs> to iTunes and, and Spotify and everything. And it's, it's gone. It's in, it's, I can't change it now. And I'm like, well, I'm too scared to listen to it in case I hear something that I don't, you know, it, it, that I want to change, but that's just me. Like you get into that, don't you? I'm, I'm mm, sure you can. Yeah. It's like when something finished, when, when yeah. is something ever finished? Like you could, I could in theory work on those like forever. Like I said, the song that I had the longest, well, the whole song that I had the longest, Hand Me Down Head, I went through about three different versions, three different vibes of that and ended up going with the first original one because I just started getting inside my own head and trying to like overcomplicate it. And sometimes it's better just to go with your gut, like the, the last track, the last acoustic track is just a one mic live take, like no pitch correction, nothing. And it was like maybe the second take I did of it playing in one go. And it was like, I was like, I could probably do it better, but I don't know whether it would have quite the same raw vibe. Yeah. Sometimes you just, sometimes you just like, you just get magic when you record in. And sometimes like even, I remember back doing stuff with the blackout when like, I would do a take wrong, but there was something that the producer was like, no, but that's giving it a bit more emotion or whatever. So yeah, I, yeah, completely get what you mean. It's just a magic, like, yeah, you could be known as Ben two ticks. (laughs) (laughs) I trust me. I've never, I've never been known as that before. So, (laughs) Um, Uh, but yeah, there's, you know, 
you can you can change a lot of things like you know you can always change pitch in if you're if you're a little flat or a little sharp in 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 production and stuff but you can't you can't fake the emotion you can't put that into it um and that was something that i learned during the great depression with machine you know he was mm. always he was always vibe above perfection yeah you know um and that was like my, my favorite as it is record to record like as an experience and learned so much that i tried to then take into my my little studio <laughs> was that your first time working with machine then for the yeah. great depression nice and uh, yeah how was how was he as a person uh, an absolute nutter is the best <laughs> way to describe him um in the best way possible he's just i mean the last day we almost burnt the whole village down um <laughs> <laughs> did a massive bonfire i mean he had a flamethrower that we'd yeah, set fire and it was there was a fire ban on basically. So um it was really dry and the fire caught. Fire department turned up and they were like, You're not supposed to have a fire. <laughs> they uh -oh. let Foley have a go with the hose. It was I remember Patty, <laughs> Sounds a good day overall. Eh? <laughs> well I remember I remember Patty just Patty just drove off because Patty was getting really annoyed because it was like what we were gonna do to celebrate the end of recording the record. It was the last day. But he still had some vocals to do, and it was kind oh, of, a, no. of like a, pre <laughs> a premature celebration. Uh, I think he ended up just doing in the following morning before we flew out, like the last ones. But yeah, that was uh, literally the fire department turned up, and like half of us just like <laughs> ran inside, scared that we were going to like get in massive trouble, or like the police would turn up because we'd like set fire to dripping springs. So oh wow um yeah i, I advise it's funny i just watched that i watched because rome just did their record with him as well and mm. I, I watched i just watched the documentary they did and i just missed being in that barn so much there's something really special about that place yeah i've heard a lot of good things about it so yeah it is honestly i i'd happily work with him as a as a solo artist i'd be really intrigued to see what he like gets out of me because he works you know he's worked with everyone from like you know, Lamb of God, but he also started kind of in like 90s, early 2000s hip hop and electronic music and stuff. So his range of influences is so vast that I'm sure it would fit the vast range of influences that I'm putting into Bleak Soul. So, yeah, let's talk about as it is a little bit more. You know, you said yeah. it's six months since the last time you played with the band. When did you know you were going to leave and how did that whole process kind of pan out? so the moment i decided like fully decided we were on we were on a festival run in june last year i think we were in france somewhere and i was standing i was kind of standing outside of a hotel and i was like we i think we'd played somewhere really really weird in france i think it was like nancy or something like the festivals we played that tour were cool but there was just something not quite hitting for me. And previous tours we've done to that, we had a three month block that was just back to back. It was like, we did a month and a half around America. We had 24 hours at home. And then we went out and we did three weeks around the UK, had like a week at home and then did a month around Europe and then to Shikari. And that fucking like killed me. Um, it was, it was like, uh, like a brutal amount of time to be away from from home um and that wasn't a really good time for me 
And then we got like a couple of months at home and I went on that festival tour and it just started to feel kind of like I'd, I'd achieved everything that I was going to. Like it felt like going through the motions a bit. It was started to increasingly become harder and harder to put everything you have into a show, like being completely honest about it. Like that was always really easy for me. Even if I was having a shit day, you know, the show was the, the one redeeming factor of the day. And I, I just started to kind of lose grip of that. Um, and yeah, uh, I remember having quite a few conversations with different band members on that tour and stuff. And we got home from that tour. We kind of had a week to decompress. And then I asked the guys to meet up in London. And I don't think any of them were like shocked or surprised at all. And we're all very supportive. I mean, some of them were even like, they were just like, you know, if you want to still be in the band, but like not tour kind of essentially like, I don't know, like Andrew Wade in a day to remember where he still mm. like writes with them and stuff. And I kind of thought that would be too confusing for me mentally to like be part, like to be kind of half in something. And yeah. And I originally, I, I think I might've said to you at Gunnersville, originally Gunnersville was going to be the last show that I did, I, was, I said to them that day, I was like, Gunnersville is going to be my, my last show. And then we went and had a, a meeting with management so we, to let them know in their offices. And as Patty said, it, it was like, look, do you really want your last show to be like a 25-minute set, second on the bill of a, of, of a festival? And I was like, not ideally, no. Um, and we'd, we, we'd had a Europe booked planned Europe tour booked and we kind of altered it so that it included the UK as well. And they're like, we do like one more week of shows with us. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds good. You know, beneficial for both of us. Um, you know, I got a bit more closure out of it rather than just kind of leaving a, a midday festival slot. <laughs> um, you know, got to see a lot more fans and, and they got to say goodbye as well. Um, and I'm really glad I did it. Um, I'm really glad I did those, those last shows. It was just, it just kind of meant that those, there was like a, a weird four month period between deciding to leave and then doing yeah. the last tour where it was like, I'm not in the band, but I haven't finished yet. So, you know, I wasn't including myself in any kind of like future discussions, but I knew that I had a tour coming up. So that was like a slightly weird period where I was kind of just waiting for this closure. And then, and it kind of like put off kind of the sense of like, I don't know, I'm sure you can relate, Sean, like once I finished that last show, the next month was pretty horrendous. Oh yes, I was in limbo. Um, yeah, I literally didn't, stupidly, I never ever thought that contingency plan um despite being in a band for 13 years i basically thought it would go on forever so when the yeah. boys said that they wanted to knock it on the head and then so i was just like i was but the problem was with us we knew that we had a we had an ep coming out called wolves and i was so convinced that when people heard that ep that we'd be bigger than ever and then these boys won't quit the band we'll be laughing we'll be touring forever yeah, so we played that last show, and then I literally, I was like, oh, that is literally it. That's, yeah. what do I do now? And yeah, for a month to, to probably about three months, I was just completely lost. 
Yeah. I, 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 you know, I started having these things of being like, oh, I've, I've fucked up here. Have I made the, like, the wrong decision? I mean, the guys have only done seven shows since they went to Australia and Japan. And, like, I had another, like, wobble then because I was, like, you know, seeing bits on Instagram of them playing shows for the first time without mm. me. But I was kind of also okay with that. Um, and then Corona happened and no one's playing shows anyway. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it was, it was just, it was just a weird few months, like that, the whole of 20, 2019, you know, that was, a that had a really weird start to the year. Um, you know, it was like the start of that three month touring period. Like we ended the last year headlining the forum in London. And then we started the next year, like a month later, playing a kind of quarter full venue to maybe like 80 people in a venue in LA. And it was just like this being brought back down to earth thing where, like you said, Sean, like when we did the Great Depression, we were like, this is going to, this is going to take us places that we've never been before. In the UK, it did, you know, we got to play the headline, the forum, we got to play main stage slam dunk, you know main stage 2000 trees. We've got to do some really cool things, but I don't know, we kept trying America and if anything, it just, it kept getting more and more demoralizing, um, especially in comparison. Um, it was like the UK kept going up and America kept going, kept going down. And I don't know what it was that wasn't connecting. Um, and you know, to go and do the tours are obviously a lot longer. So you're, you know, to go away for two months and, and, and it, to feel like that started to really wear me down, you know, to miss out on so many other things back home. Um, and, and, and that feeling, um, yeah, mm. really started to accumulate. <sighs> Not, I don't want to sound ungrateful to our American friends, oh, no. by the way, just by the way. Um, yeah. No, but again, I think this is like, this is the behind the scenes that people don't, don't know. They just think it's all cushy and it's all easy to do. And, oh my God, all you got to do is play the shows. And you're like, yeah, it's no, it's a lot more than that. It's miss, it's missing out on things as much as it is doing things. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, it can be terrifying. It can be super, like, even though sometimes you're the best friends, you can be the loneliest person in the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, we played a show in, in uh, Budapest on that Inter-Shikari tour. Great show. Amazing show. Was having a literal full-on breakdown about 20 minutes before the show. But people don't see that. And people don't realize that. And yet, you know, still have to kind of, like, go out and on stage and play that part mm. for for... 30 minutes you know yeah it seems that and i think a lot of fans do you know, don't really see that side of it but it, it does seem that a lot of the kind of business side and the wearing of touring and having to think of all this other stuff rather than just you know everyone knows that you guys were the best of friends and you got on so that wasn't a factor but it, it does really seem that the business side of, of the music industry re really affected your decision yeah well that too yeah you know you reach you know i'm kind of only a couple of years off 30 now. So um, you start, you know, you go away for three months and you come back and you're like, sometimes you do a tour and you go into it being like, oh, we're going to make a lot of money on this tour. And you come away and you're like, where did all the money go? 
like <laughs> where did it go um and because then you've got to survive for the next two months off tour and you know quite honestly being on tour is the only thing that really brings in any decent money being in a band so i think that's half the reason i'm kind of excited to go like fully independent is to be able to see what i can do without giving 20 percent here or <laughs> this person taking a cut you've, you've also got complete creative control then as well so that's yeah i mean we as a band always had complete creative control which was nice we our label didn't really get involved because from the off we were kind of just did what we want we were we were always a band that was like here is the record put it out essentially um but i remember you you guys when when independent you did it you did like you did crowdsourcing and stuff at the end didn't you? yeah i think we were like the second people to do like a kickstarter after charlie simpson did one okay um and yeah that was that was daunting at first because we saw it like everybody else did when it first came out we were like is this like begging your fans yeah. and then when we had it explained to us by the people from kickstarter and they were like well no it's just them paying for the record in advance pretty much or you know they get to do experiences like literally the blackout they said to us right here's a list of all the things you can do is it you know take off anything you don't want to do and we were like yes we won't look at that list we'll do anything <laughs> and then we went do you know what we haven't been to the zoo for a while can we add going to the zoo with the blackout to this one of these options and we were like if nobody buys them it doesn't matter if somebody buys them we get to go to the zoo we had a fantastic day out with 20 people it was amazing <laughs> i love um, that <laughs> But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just so, it can be so daunting, especially like, because like we had um, some major labels interested uh, in us after the best in town. And um, yeah, we pretty much give them the record hope and they were like, oh, this is cool. Could you do two more singles? And we were like, what? And they were like, oh, we need you to write two more singles, like poppier singles. And we were like, no, no. Yeah that's not gonna happen so yeah it can be really demoralizing and then you think like i remember thinking we had hope and i was like this is awesome we sent it to the labels loads of labels loved it and then yeah to you could you add two more singles though and we were like oh what this isn't the record we thought it was then and it was just heartbreaking yeah yeah i know you mentioned pledge there i i because i was looking at options obviously when i was when i was kind of working out what i was going to do pledge has gone under yeah it has i yeah. didn't realize that um yeah we did um yeah we, we did one with kickstart and we did one with pledge oh no we might have done two with kickstart one with pledge and this was prior to pledge um going under and stealing loads of people's money is that allegedly what I allegedly I don't, I don't, I don't my really lawyers yeah but looking back on on my final tour as well i mean in since that six months obviously you've been busy behind the scenes working on these songs and stuff but you've been very quiet kind of on social media and i think a lot of fans were wondering what was going to ha happen next and stuff in that time was it just literally trying to reflect but move on and just kind of find life outside of, of the band yeah i i started to want to make a conscious decision that i didn't i didn't want to necessarily share as much of my personal life anymore um I, I kind of started to become a bit more of a private person um and beyond that i just found it a massive distraction um i'd always be on twitter chiming in about some political issue 
you know, shouting into the echo chamber, essentially, you know, not really actually achieving anything other than getting, you know, some likes and retweets. And I started to kind of question the point in that. So I kind of just took myself off it, kind of just tried to live as kind of normal a life as I could uh, in, in a kind of post-band world, just kind of reflected on it, spent a lot more time with friends and family that I hadn't seen a lot of for the past seven years. And yeah, just try and focus on, on what's next. And here we are six months later. <laughs> I didn't actually take that as long as I thought it would. So, so that's, that's good. But yeah, I, it's weird being back on social media for me now. I'm like, oh, I've got a, I kind of feel a bit inauthentic about it. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm only back because I have something new to promote. But ultimately I started getting to a point where I was like, does the internet really need to hear another straight white male's opinion on anything? <laughs> like, like, what am I achieving by being on the internet, um, voicing my opinion on the world? So, there's plenty of other people doing that. But no, but it is good to see you back, you know, both musically and online and everything like that. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be very excited for these new songs now. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you for the kind words on them. One thing I do have to mention, though, on that last As It Is tour, I gutted we didn't get to go to one because looking at the photos, uh, it seemed you had a jolly time because you got to play every single instrument at one point. I did. Yes, I did. I did front manning. Um, <laughs> yeah, played played drums, um, which was I'm um, a right handed drummer and, uh, and Foley is left handed. So that was very difficult. So I was playing playing on a left handed kit. But yeah, it was, it was, we didn't take that tour very seriously at all. It was just a laugh with your mates, basically. What was the, um, what was the name of the tour? I remember that being funny. Oh, uh, it was, it was ben, ben Today, Gone Tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do love a good funny tour name. You've got to, got to love a pun. Yeah. I'm so happy I did that tour. It was, it was such a laugh. Um, and it kind of felt, it kind of felt like those first tours you do where you just don't, there's no production or whatever. You don't, you don't care about anything. You just kind of turn up and do the bits you have to do for the day, but everything else is just having a laugh with your mates. Um, and, and we made the show like that because, because we started, you know, we, for so long, we've been a band that like, you know, we played to tracks and stuff and that kind of takes the spontaneity out of it or like did for a while. And then we managed to find a way that like, we could play with it. So, you know, we'd play a different song every night or we did a couple of songs not to track so that I could then just, we could just swap instruments and stuff and just do whatever. So yeah, it was, it was, it was really fun. So I'm glad that you did. Yeah. I'm glad that you did that last tour and didn't just call it quits at uh, Gunnersville. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think you would have, you, yeah, you would have regretted not getting to say those goodbyes. I think so as well. Yeah. And seeing those crowds as well and getting, so. Yeah, doing that like at the at Dingwalls that last show was just I look over to side stage and everyone is crying. Like every person I know is crying. Um, like even even Chris Cole, our, our our backline tech, who is the most like non-emotional person in the world. Um, yeah, shed a little tear. So um, yeah, it was it was it was a roller coaster of emotions that night. So. What was it like um, backstage as soon as the uh, the set finished? 
Well, I don't know whether you, do you know what the backstage of Dingwalls is like? It's a cupboard. So trying to fit, we had, it's the smallest green room in the world. I think we had about 50 people, maybe 60 people on guest list and (laughs) trying to like navigate and fit everyone backstage is ridiculous. It was just, I mean, I thought there was, there was champagne and then it turned into an emo night and I was just like, literally just had a whole bottle of sparkling wine on stage, dancing to emo songs, just didn't care. Well, it was absolutely, I was absolutely gone by that point. I was, was the drunkest I've been in a long time. I think I left a hole in a hotel room that night, but we never oh. got charged for it. So, you know, I've never Don't really mentioned where the hotel is. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never been that rock and roll. Um, so last day I did. I think uh, I think I just got I think I just got out of bed and accidentally kicked my foot through the wall. Um, <laughs> I was that drunk, so yeah. Oh, it perfect! Was, it Amazing. was a night. Yeah. Good, good. And um, with Bleak Soul now, obviously, what is the kind of how are you going to be treating this now? Is it just when you have things ready or or able to play shows after all this that you're just going to try and work it around other things in in your life, or is it going out as a as another full blown project? Um, I want it to be like a pretty full you know, that, that would be the dream to be able to make it a full-time thing. Obviously the industry is kind of at a halt. So, uh, it, it isn't going to be for a while, but yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that will be the only release that I put out this year. I've already started working on new stuff Ooh. and covers and, and stuff like that. So, um, I think it's just going to be a, a very eclectic, varied mix of stuff going out whether it's a song here and there, whether it's an EP, whether it's an album, whether it's a covers album, who who knows? But I'm just kind of, I mean, I haven't really got much else on at the moment. So um, uh, I'm filling my time with that. And then, yeah, I I definitely do want to do shows when we are allowed to um, be at shows again. Mm. So. Okay. Well, I have seen online that you've been saying you've been talking to some friends about uh, a possible live band when yes. you're allowed to play gigs again. Could tell us who you've been talking to, or uh, a, a mixture of familiar and unfamiliar faces. Uh, so I, I will go as far as that because uh, nothing is set in stone. So I don't want to. I don't want to set the rumor mills. Um, <laughs> quite yet um it's fine me and sean me and sean will come and play your back in man theory will be fine i mean yeah sounds sounds good we're in yeah any of you play horns i'm missing like horn players string players Um, triangle yeah there's yeah there's tambourine sean's good on a tambourine i can dj do you need a scratch dj (laughs) oh yeah, maybe maybe the next next record I'll do a bit. There hasn't been a scratch a good scratch DJ on a record for quite some time. No, no, there hasn't. No. Oh, what we should do is we should. What you should do is just put out there, just make a rumor up right now. For example, I heard that Brian May is going to play guitar for you, and then just by putting well. that out there, maybe that gets back to him, and he's like, "I'm going to check his boy out." <laughs> so yeah, I can't yeah. believe Brian May's in your band. I can't believe that either. I know. There's there's going to be a lot of hair going on in Bleak Soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to use those showers after uh, in those venues after you two. It's going to be blo- it's going to be fully blocked. Oh my god! Yeah, add add Tony Iommi into that, and then yeah, it's going to be going to be ridiculous. But 
Yeah. That's the, that's the one thing I'm, I'm struggling with. I've grown a beard. Uh, obviously, the podcast is not visual, but we're visual. Um, I've grown a beard. And because I've got long hair, it keeps like sticking to it. Like mm, Velcro. I get that problem. Yeah. And it's, I'll, I'll look in the mirror and I've suddenly like got this going on. And I'm just like, oh, for God's sake. Especially when it's windy. When you go outside and it's windy, it's all, it's all over the shop. It's ridiculous. But yeah, it's been keeping my I face I feel left warm. out here, boys. <laughs> Mate, it's not long enough. <laughs> no, no. But um, yeah, thanks for doing this, Ben. No, it's um, been great to talk. It's been, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been, um, it's been really insightful. And um, yeah, good luck with the record. I'm sure it's going to do very, very well. Thank you and, very um, much. Yeah, everybody listening to this, check out Bleak Soul. It's uh, f- fantastic. Yeah, where can um, people uh, pre-order a copy of the vinyl and other things uh, for the project? Pre-order the vinyl at bleaksoul.limitedrun.com and then uh, have a bandcamp, bleaksoul.bandcamp.com if you're into digital. Um, and then just just my Instagrams. I was going to get Bleak Soul Instagrams, but I figured why try and get 30,000 followers to try and switch over to a new thing. So at Ben Langford this on socials. So nice. There you go. Happy days. Yeah. yeah thanks so much, man. It's been great no to worries. talk and see you. Really yeah. nice to talk to you guys. Yeah. Let's, um, yeah, let's speak again soon and uh, yeah, keep us updated with how everything's going and, um, yeah, do. congratulations. Right. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you guys soon. Yes! Wicked. I like Ben a lot. Ben, thank you so, so much for doing this. Um, good luck with the album. Everybody, when you finish listening to this, and only when you finish listening to this, go and check out Ben's album. Yes, I'm so glad we uh, got time with him. I thought this conversation opened up uh, the mindset, and not only to like the record and everything going on with Blake Soul, but just the music industry as a whole. Because we, we did touch on a lot of things I don't think regular music listeners kind of realize even myself included yeah oh definitely well that's the thing it's like that's what i like about doing these podcasts is this is it's a look behind the curtain i suppose of Mm. what musicians go through and think and you know not everybody's the super confident soul they are on stage or whatever when you're just jamming out especially especially when you're putting out solo music as well because like you know, you think it's all on you and you take that pressure. I, uh, whereas when I was in a band or whatever, I had five other people I could blame if if nobody liked it. But um, yeah, that's not going to be the case with Ben's stuff. Ben's stuff is awesome. Uh, thanks, ag- thanks again for coming on. And yeah, don't be, no need to be worried or anxious about it. I'm sure it'll do very, very well. Yeah, we, me and Sean have both been listening to it. It's very good. We highly recommend it. Uh, and of course, Bleak Soul's debut album, existential meditation is available now on all streaming services and head over to his band camp where you can pre-order vinyls cd copies of the record or pay for it and get the audio as well i'm sure he'd appreciate that so yeah go and check out everything bleak soul related with ben yes what morgan said do that <laughs> but you know again i just really enjoyed that conversation and you know we i know we've just mentioned how like a weird experience it must be, but especially opening up on the leaving as it is side. And like, we've talked, we've talked to a lot of bands where they've broken up and stuff in the past. And like, you know, yourself, Sean, Alid from Kids and Glass Houses, Sam from Mallory Knox, even Stu from Profits and everything like that, where they've had to move on from their bands and it's ended. 
It's going to yeah. be such a, a, a weird time for, for Ben, especially when he knows as it is still exists without him, yeah. but he's put that to bed himself. Yeah, but I also think what Ben's done is awesome. Like, getting back out there and getting straight on it. And like he said, he wasn't expecting it to be this quick, but I think that's probably the best thing. Because, like, to be honest, with the hindsight I had now, when the Blackout finished in 2015, I wish I'd gone straight into trying working on another mm. band rather than wait, like, nearly five years <laughs> before playing again. Like, um, But, yeah, so, yeah, good luck to Ben. Um, again, congratulations on the album. Congratulations on getting it done. Awesome. Good luck with it, brother. Yeah, and six months is a hell of a turnaround, so massive congratulations. And, yeah, just make sure to go and check it out. And while you're checking things out, of course, make sure that you are following our social media accounts at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. But if you're like me and struggle with spelling massively, I did a pub quiz online thing the other day and there was a round of spelling and I had nothing right. Um, so Sean is going to tell you how to spell Sapnin Pod. At the number seven exclamation mark one x x nine uh the at symbol again no it's at sapping pod at s a double p e n i n p o d that's at s a double p e n i n p o d oh you've changed your little song for it i just you know i spit flows don't i oh, i yeah. just you know one of the world's greatest unsigned rappers. Mm, interesting. Yes, but make sure you follow us. Give us a tweet. Give us a like. Give us free tweets. All that malarkey. Put us in your Instagram stories and suggest guests you'd like to hear on future episodes of the podcast. But while you're checking all that out as well, make sure to head over to patreon.com forward slash sapnin and get involved with our loving community. Yeah, if you've enjoyed the other episodes or this episode and fancy helping out and supporting us, check out patreon.com for us happening. There's loads of stuff to choose from, but mainly you become part of a community of people who are absolutely amazing. So Yes, yeah. and you automatically become one of my top humans because everyone in that group is fan-bloody-tastic, as Gary Barlow would say. Um, and speaking of people who are <laughs> fan-bloody-tastic, <laughs> Sean's looking at me very weirdly because I've mentioned Gary Barlow. Um, but head to the description of this episode. There's loads of names we need to thank, and we need to give a massive special thank you, shout-out to the elite members of our Patreon community, which are the top tiers, and Sean's going to tell you them now I, I'm kind of lost to be honest because well, well, yeah um, Gary Barlow yeah why did you bring up tax dodger Gary Barlow <laughs> allegedly um, no not allegedly I know but actually yeah but at no, the same time do you know what <laughs> if he wants to come for us let him come for us if Gary Barlow wants to sue us let him sue us nobody tag him in any tweets <laughs> or make him aware of this for god's sake we cannot afford to fight Gary Barlow in a case <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much to the elite members of our Patreon who are as follows. Thank you very much. Mayumi Liwiwei. Kylie, I ordered Adam Levine on Wish and they sent me John Finley instead, Wheeler. <laughs> I don't know who John Finley is. Um, Mitch Perry. Bert. Amy Chilvers. I bought him... Sh- <coughs> oh, here we go. I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. <laughs> Amadine Urbana. Emma Barber. Dana Lasnava. Samantha Spray. Yeah, they call me Sean. Johnny B, I run like this car. I run this shit like cardio. <laughs> Kelly isn't old, she's young. Nathan Croshaw, Dilly, I've got a date with a four foot snake, Grimwood. That sounds pervy. Michael Englert, Kelly Ewan, Drew, Drew, what? Drew, 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 Drew,
I don't understand the syncopation he wants me to say that in. I'm sorry. Tom Owen, Kate Patek, Simon Amos, Amy Maxin, the dancing champion. Kate Stevenson, Jenny Masturbation is Critical, Munster, L. DeBarge Douglas, Emily Senegals, Lucy Diaz, James Oakley, Martina McManus, John and Emma, Erin Howard, Becky, can someone please make Paul buy me a goat, please, Mayoko, Louis Cook, my favourite Patreon, Spunky Boy, he wrote my favourite Patreon, right, so... He's up here though. Sarah Stewart, Marcy Jacobson, Mike Cunningham, Jamie or Jamie, Sandra Kuchachuk. Again, tell me if I'm wrong, I probably am. Padraig Wakefield Newbury, Ooh, E, Ooh, Ah, Ah, Sean Smith, Mo Dick Sapnin. I've looked at you dead in the eye after reading that. Ooh, E, Ooh, Ah, Ah, Sean Smith, Mo Dick Sapnin. Nice one. Scott thinks Morgs knows this week's hashtag should be hashtag giant flaps Jones. Giant Flap Jones, that's hashtag, that's what we're having then. Livy Cropper, Lydia Henderson, James McNaught, Amy Thomas, Tallulah Grant, Samuel Griffiths, Stuart McNaught, Jenny Robson, Paul, the only goat Becky will get from me is Goatsy Hirschfield. Do you know what Goatsy is, Mog? You don't need to know, it's for the past internet people. Tony Michael, Sarah James, Kelly Cannon, Ollie Amesbury, Kelly, they can be only one Mallory. <laughs> we got a Kelly off. We got a Kelly off. Jordan Burchard, and last but no means least, Mo Dick's seductive rapping eyebrow. Thank just you very the, much to all of those maniacs. Just what? the one eyebrow. Mo Dick's seductive rapping eyebrow. Um, just the one. I don't know what that means Wait. now. Does it, put, your head close, as you, put your head close to the camera. Is right. it filled in in the middle? No, I've been plucking it. Oh, you? Do you pluck the middle of it? Yeah, you've got to look after the whole thing. you got to pluck your eyebrows and your beard. You get some we- I get some weird hairs and stuff everywhere. I'm not Manscaping, saying... Manscaping, but not in that way. Yeah, I never do the middle. Okay. That's the first I've heard of it. Yeah, I've done do oh, the yeah. middle. You do the middle, do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 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 have you oh. seen my hair? How, how much hair I have on top of my head? I get hair like... My, let's not go into it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Digging the shovel, right, anyway, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much to those people. Sorry you had to think about Morgan's AD body and, and ball bag. Oh, um, no one was thinking that until you ah. said it. But thank you very much to everyone who is a Patreon. We love you very, very much. Thank you to yes. everyone listening to this. And we love you as well. And we love Ben for coming on. Hashtag of the week. Are we going with that or not? Yeah, may as well, innit? Giant Flaps Jones because he wanted Giant Flaps but I'm going to add his surname on it so he's now going to be known as Scott Giant Flaps Jones okay uh, hashtag Hashtag Giant Flaps Flaps Jones no Giant Flaps Jones okay in all of the posts that you share this podcast and please share it very very much yeah so thank you very much from me Mo Dick aka Morgan Richards aka Fluffy Bum Uh, this has been uh, episode 78 uh, episode 79 is next week because that's how numbers work yes it does and before we go just to mention I know this weekend it was supposed to be the start of festival season with Slam oh, Dunk originally boo. we're all a bit sad I'm sorry if I have upset you by saying that sentence but why not relive whole of last year's festivals with our previous episodes we did Slam yes. Dunk 2000 Trees download and Reading at Leeds last year we even went to Gunnersville as Ben mentioned so you've got plenty of episodes to go back and check out and I believe this weekend is actually the 11th year anniversary of The Best in Town, Sean. Oh, is it? Oh, tidy. Great album. Check it out. The Best in Town by the Blackout. Also, when you you mentioned Gunnersville earlier, that's where Ben told us he was leaving as it is before yeah. uh, he left. He d- they announced it. Anyway, thank you very much again. Please never die. Hope you're very well. Send your mother my love. Don't be sick. Keep your tongue out. See you later, Morgan. 
shave your ass. Fuck's sake. Sapnin! Oh, Sapnin. No, say it properly. Sapnin! You happy now? <laughs> I am now. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.